It's a good show. Welcome to You're Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual Healing. So the New York Times um, had an article recently about gay conservatives in a the big Trump one. era. A big one. Yeah, it was a it was big read. Big. It was a, it was a big. It was long. Yeah, this was this was for me. A little too and long. I take a lot of breaks. A too long. This was about an hour read. Yeah, I take. I would say every <laughs> ten to twelve minutes, I take a break. Yeah. from reading. But this was really interesting. I mean, needless to say, this is something that's sort of been very relevant to all of our lives. Obviously, we talk about politics all the time. It. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, do, I do have a visceral contempt slash fascination with gay Republicans. Yeah. Well, so just a little bit of the overview of the article. So unlike other articles that sort of almost fetishize gay Republicans in a way like, <laughs> look at these freaks. Mm-hmm. This one, I think, attempted, be- because of its length, attempted very much so to go a little bit deeper. Yeah, to get and a broader spectrum. To get a broader spectrum. Um, I do think there was a little, it did, there was a little editorializing on some parts sure. of it. I thought it, so too. Um, that I felt uncomfortable with, but... Felt uh, very uncomfortable. Yeah, but for <laughs> for the most part, it was, it, it didn't feel like oh, a straight person is trying to understand these gay conservatives. It was more like, let's just understand this group of voters. And that's the angle that the, the writer took. I, I do want to I do want to stress first and foremost, and I, we'd alluded to this previously on, on another uh, discussion about gay Republicans. Uh, the, gay Republicanism is not, in fact, it's not an emerging trend. In fact, no, it's, it's been going around quite, for a long time. But it's been around yeah. for a while, but it's going in the opposite direction, where John, Donald Trump actually did worse with gay voters yeah. Mitt Romney. than Mitt Romney mm-hmm. by a significant factor. 14%. But let's also give Mitt Romney the credit. Even though he didn't support it, he was governor of the state that first legalized gay marriage. So mm-hmm. he. And he accepted it. He didn't fight it. So there was that element to his backing. Sure. Although I think the portion of the vote of the LGBT vote that Mitt Romney got was comparable to previous Republican presidents. I agree. Presidents. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He got 22 percent. Trump just yeah. got 14. 14 yeah. percent. So that's a that's a that's fucking not, big difference. That's, yeah. That it's is not a, an that, insignificant difference. No, it's yeah. a big difference. Big yeah. difference. Okay. That's all. That's <laughs> all. So that's it. We're done. <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, I mean, that's great. Yeah. Um, obviously, in the article, they point to the fact that Pence has a lot to do with that, considering he's a maniac who, yeah. as many people know, is is, is well, you know, hor- we should we should we should. I think any gay conversation about Pence needs to start with that he uh, got people infected with the HIV virus because of his legislation, his lack of legislation. He did. And, I did not know this. Oh my God, Elliot! In well, in, I mean, in Indiana, he stripped um, certain services that would have provided needle exchanges, that would have provided um, preventative measures for people to not get the HIV virus. And in one Indiana town, it caused literally an epidemic. Oh, CDC I did know this, and I it, forgot. It credited as an epidemic. Yes, in you're Indiana right. of HIV that. cases, that is it was right. like some weird, huge percentage of of increase in mm-hmm. HIV cases, mm-hmm. which is so abnormal compared to right. the rest of the country. And, and it was in all. Indiana, 
Indiana, of all and it places. was all because of his policies. Right, yeah. that so is right. I just want to so, say that. Yeah, right. So back to the article. So the author, I think, goes through, takes great pains to speak to a number of different types of gay Republicans. Yeah. He talks to Proud Boys, which are sort of like vaguely neo-Nazi Republicans. <laughs> he talks to a college Republican who's actually not fundamentally that conservative, and he talks to women and trans Republicans and all these all these different groups. Members of the log cabin. Republicans, Members of the log cabin Republicans. Very much. I think he talks to mainstream old school Republicans. Republicans who are no longer Republicans. Jimmy yeah. LaSalvia, who, who enjoyed Brent and my web series years ago on yeah. Facebook. Years ago, <laughs> Elliot and I do, did a web series called It Gets Betterish, and we did an episode specifically about gay Republicans. And we heard from this guy, Jimmy LaSalvia, right after that, because he was at the time, I think the he-, he was like. Had- the head of like log cabin yeah. Republicans in yeah. DC or something. He was like, love it, and, love yeah, it. And he wrote this. We, we actually we had a very nice exchange, but uh, and he's no, he's also no longer no longer a yeah. Gay but so one of the frustrating things I, I gathered from the article is that uh, gay Republicans like to give themselves the credit, a lot of credit for any progress in gay rights, because ultimately, even though. Congressional Republicans are almost always lockstep in opposition to most gay rights. Sometimes when they crack, that's sort of the tipping point. Mm -hmm. And so, for instance, uh, in this article, there are some gay Republicans who blame Democrats for don't ask, don't tell. Yes. (laughs) And then they will, even though uh, uh, Democrats were ultimately the ones that repealed don't ask, don't tell during Obama's in 2010. Obviously, Bill Clinton originally signed don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if by the way, when you talk to Bill Clinton, when Bill Clinton gives speeches about this, he talks about how it was impossible to get anything more progressive passed through, well, the, he through ran, the Republican he Congress. He ran on appealing don't ask, don't tell during the 1992 campaign. Right. And then when he got in the first 100 days, that was one of his top priorities was to do that. And the military brass, mm-hmm. Colin Powell on down, said, mm-hmm. no, we won't do that. Yeah. And so that was the compromise. Also, by the way, and this is I just something I have to point out. When Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed in 2010, there were uh, eight Republicans supported the repeal and 31 opposed it. Yeah. So in that, 2010. That was in 2010. So in the eight Senate, years right? Ago, that's the Senate. It was yeah. just the Senate. Eight years ago, just eight Republicans. Anyway, we get it. So, uh, well, but it's funny, I, too, I because the head of the, the log cabin Republicans, to your point, says um, – you weren't going to have the cultural shift on gay marriage without Republicans talking to Republicans about gay dignity and why <laughs> gay marriage is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, really? It's, it's, but I will say this. I, I did think there was an interesting point that was made. And, and in this article, they talk about what, uh, what it's like to be a Republican in these – I'm sorry, being a gay Republican in these really conservative circles. Mm-hmm. And part of me started to wonder, ultimately, there is a bravery to that. There is yeah. a braver to, bravery to being out – and I'll say, I'll put proud in quotes, out and proud amongst a group of people that can be hostile, mm-hmm. potentially, to your rights, even conceivably to your existence. And I think there's something to say for trans Republicans who are having conversations at CPAC, a very conservative you know, collection of people, saying this is why trans rights matter. And I, I, while I think fundamentally they're in the wrong place to be having these conversations, I think it's important that they be having them. Well, I mean, do. personal liberties, <clears throat> actually, gay rights and, and trans rights and personal liberties in general is a very Republican idea. And if going back 
to you know the early 20th century the republican party republican party is all about getting the government outside of your lives the government should not be making rules yeah. against how you should choose to live your life yeah. Gerald it, ford barry goldwater yeah. uh, all had richard like nixon. relatively richard, progressive richard stances. nixon was very progressive yeah. when it came even though he used faggot a lot who didn't in 1971 <laughs> yeah. he still was very progressive when it comes to to gay issues can i tell you a quick funny story yeah. so i heard a, a story about nixon in that famous uh, De- first televised debate I do love between Nixon. between Nixon and John F. Kennedy, where everyone who watched the debate, everyone who listened to the debate on the thought radio Nixon thought Nixon won, yeah. and everyone who watched thought John F. Kennedy won because yeah. JFK came off yeah. as really calm and collected. And apparently, as I've heard, um, before the debate, they tried to put makeup on Nixon's face, and he to wouldn't make him- do it. He only did the after five o'clock shadow makeup yeah. thing. And and the re- and he, apparently, according to a story, and I I heard an interview with, he said, "No, makeup's for gays." Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. so good. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I mean, but Republican Party was fairly progressive, and then when 1980 Ronald Reagan came, right. it became more and more of sort right. of a religious. There was a, there was a there was a religious aspect to the Republican Party, and that was the real shift. So. The fact that there are trans and gay people who are hearkening back to the roots of republicanism, meaning that we shouldn't make rules and laws against people in their lives, right? Um, that makes sense to me. Yeah. It makes sense for me why a trans person who maybe is fiscally conservative and doesn't want the government making rules about her life, his mm-hmm. life. I get it. I totally get it. I, just like I also get people who are pro-choice, don't want the government deciding the type of care that yeah. a woman should be able to choose to get. Yeah. Um, uh, so I get that. But the thing that's happening now is there's a part of the Republican Party, the gay Republican Party, and sort of, I, I'm, I hesitant, I'm hesitant to even call them Republican because you have people like Chadwick Moore, mm-hmm. my, and I'll, full disclosure, he is a close personal friend, And you have people who like him who's featured in the article saying things like David Duke is actually a leftist and what's not to love about Trump. He's a drag queen. He's a cartoon character. He's fabulous. He's a Kardashian. Um, That is an anarchist. That's somebody who uses, you know, language to incite a certain reaction in someone for political theater. It isn't a republic. It isn't a conservative thought in any right. way, shape, or form. It is meant to incite some sort of reaction in another person. It has nothing to do with political ideology. It, it, it's tr- it's trying to inspire confusion. I've noticed this for years that people. Some Elliot is literally looking away right now. <laughs> He's thinking He's like, he was literally just bears. looking at his shoes. <laughs> no, I was thinking I was thinking about I was thinking about Chadwick and and the idea of it being political theater but like at the same time he does make sure that he only exists in spaces where he can either, you know, I mean he they they write in the article that on uh, fucking Tucker Carlson's show, he gleefully drank from a Chick-fil-A exactly. cup and mocked Quote, because what is clutching that lefty gays. What does that do? That makes, makes gay people, people mad. Ang- exactly, yeah. and that's what an anarchist does. <clears throat> it also reminded me a lot of Ann Coulter. I yeah, mean, very much it's so. It's just yeah. ten new Ann Coulters. And by the way, Ann Coulter's disappeared. Is it Coulter or Coulter? Uh, oh, Coulter. I Coulter. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, she's around. She's like no, but I feel like she's not the zeitgeist anymore because she's not vicious enough. Yeah. She's not mean. She's not <sighs> yeah, these maybe. people. But what I was gonna tr- what I was gonna say is that. I've found a lot of times historically when people want to kind of 
break out of the norm or mm -hmm. get attention, they always say weird shit that's almost too intangible. Yeah. Yes. Like David Duke is a leftist. And and having yeah. it have a tinge of R politics Reagan was to a drag queen. It. More, exactly. This doesn't make sense. Chadwick yeah. says that the main threat to gay people is Islamophobia. Yeah. Which is like, what? I, I, I mean, and I've met him too. He's perfectly nice. But I, I, I asked you, I said to Alan, because Alan is closer with him, when did he... He he very distinctly made a choice after writing an article about Milo Yamanopoulos. Yamanopoulos, yeah. He was so, I think, beleaguered by the response by gay people being furious that he even interviewed Milo that he himself, as a writer, yeah. turned his personal you know, political ideology to the right yeah. as a result of yeah. writing about Milo. This think, was, this was I, the, oh, sorry. I, I, think, I think publicly he did that. I, I don't think it's fair of anyone to put thoughts into someone's mind about how he got to that place. I'm sure there was a process all throughout his life that he got to that place. Um, but I also think that, and we've talked about this a lot before, the whole, like, what we're talking about with cancel culture. There's this whole idea that if you don't like what someone does or says, they immediately are done. Their career no is done. There's nothing. There's no gray area anymore. And I think, and I don't want to, because I, 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 don't, I don't agree with almost everything that Chadwick has been saying and doing, but I will say that there is a reaction people have, especially when you're in the public sphere and your work is very public as a journalist, you know, or we as podcast people and comedians, that when people react in such an aggressive way in force that you're just like, I'm just trying to express myself here. I'm sorry you don't agree with it. And you can well, you can take it very personally. Yeah. So I this is what this is what I was going to say about that in particular because that's a very consistent theme, not only in this article but uh, in things I've read. What that people are in politics, too... which is people are turning against the left because the left is becoming too crazy. That's the what Andrew Sullivan talks about in the article. Yeah. Rigid, which I needless to say we a lot of voters did ad look nauseum at, look at the on Obama the podcast voters. about how the left has gone crazy. Yeah. With that said, literally the Democratic Party. Could make it a tenant of their of their platform is to boo me at every one of my shows, and I'm still going to vote the way I vote because yeah. it's my fundamental belief system. And I do think it's a pathetic cop out to say a bunch of fucking pissy whiny liberals are annoying me, so therefore I'm going to vote or I'm going to dance the, with Donald Trump. The, the, yeah. that to me is an appalling. All I, 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 yeah. I, I, I didn't. I th I think that so many people that were interviewed in this article are honestly just like I don't want to think they're nuts but like I'm stunned by a lot of what I read and the most baffling quote to me was this lady she's a, a lesbian she's married she was at CPAC and she said I said to my wife let's say I had a maga hat on I wouldn't but let's say I did how far do you think I'd get down the street in New York San Francisco where she lived or Berkeley before somebody spit spit on me or hit me. That's not my Democratic Party. Old school Democrats fought for the right of people we disagreed with to be able to speak, even when we thought their positions were offensive and wrong. Yeah. So her train of thought is to turn to Trump mm -hmm. and go to CPAC because people, if she wore a MAGA hat, people would begrudge her because of everything that the MAGA hat stands for. Right. Where? How does that I happen? Well, like, I think I, I, it does make sense in my head. It does, because you have, if someone is so turned off and turned away, legitimate or not legitimate, I, I, I don't want to make a judgment on her yeah. perception there, but um, if someone is so turned off, fundamentally, we as 
rational, thought-out people, we need a home. We need an ideological home. There has to be a a, a place that we say, I agree with this person. You know, I look at um, I look at people like Harry Truman. I loved his politics. I love him. And so if my ideological political center is Harry Truman, that's where I go. And I want my politicians to be in that vein of centered thinking people. And for someone like her, it's like if she's so turned off by the Democratic Party, which legitimately – look at the 2006 primary, 2016 primary. Mm-hmm. It turned off a lot of fucking people what happened during that primary, during the Democratic primary. Democrats, liberal-minded people. Mm-hmm. And – if they feel attacked by even being considering a different idea or a different voting for a Republican or mm-hmm. maybe supporting someone like Mitt Romney or something, someone who maybe is a bit more progressive, you're shunned. And yeah. I get that they might then say, well, I need a home. And if these people really don't want me and if these people will accept me for being pro-choice, these people accept me for being trans, basically. These people accept me for these reasons and consider that I'm liberal in these ways, but I'm calling myself a Trump supporter. If they won't spit on my face. If they won't spit on my face, yeah. then that's where I'm going because they need a home. Yeah, yeah, but this lady is not talking about Mitt Romney and she's not talking about it. She's not talking Just about something. Just because it's Trump. It, Trump is, in a lot of ways irrelevant to the conversation because Trump is just the figure in which they're inciting their anarchic anarchy ways you know like yeah. you look at you look at you look at what Chadwick said or what a lot of these other sort of really far 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 out there people have said and it's less about the politics of the man and more about the reaction in which you the reaction, have to right. Trump and isn't but doesn't that inherently feel so that's just so annoying. Of it's course. So, it's of so course selfish. It it's so childish. Why and won't they, everyone do as I say? But guess and what? Exactly. It got and us a 10-minute segment on our podcast, and that's exactly what they wanted. Well, I'll just – and the youngest guy that they interviewed, um, he regrets voting for Trump. <laughs> He's a 23-year-old college student. He said he voted for Trump mostly out of spite. He said it was kind of a fuck you to the left and the Democratic Party, which is doubling down on intersectionality and identity politics, which is like, okay, I get it. I've heard that before. Trying to engage people in a thoughtful debate about ideas during the Trump era seems like something very few people want to do. Yeah. It's like, yes, that that is understandable. But at a certain point, don't all signs point to not at, at least not. Becoming a Trump guy? I don't know. Because, I mean, it's just so simple. I look at, the, I look at a lot of Bernie supporters, and I, 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 I'll full disclosure, was not a Bernie supporter at all. But I look at a lot of Bernie supporters, and I do think they had some validity in being very uncomfortable voting for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And, and there's a masculinity to it. Yeah, sure. I get that. I think that's a separate conversation. But I, but I do think that there is. That it's really uncomfortable to be able to just go and pull that lever for someone you really don't agree with at all. And the, a lot of Bernie supporters did not agree with Hillary at all. Mm-hmm. Far be it that there were policies that they probably would agree with. Mm-hmm. It was the method in which she governed and would govern, they felt, that they could not support. And I don't think they would go to Trump. Some of them did, I'm sure. I know some of them did. But... I, it makes sense to me. I, I, I get it there in was, my head. I will say, last thing I'll say, there was this. We- I did have a weird feeling in the lead up to the 2016 election that I was fa- I was a big fan of Hillary. I obviously voted for Hillary. <clears throat> but I did have this strange feeling I couldn't shake of the fact that we were going to go Bush, Clinton, Bush, yeah. Obama, Clinton. And I just, it sounds so s- insignificant, but I just couldn't shake that this powerful 
democratic com- country such as our own would would do would just keep voting for the same names. Yeah. And there's there's ex- obviously there's exceptions, but like you know, there's an Obama in there, but you're like Bush, Clinton, Obama. It's hard. But you know, it, yeah. it just it just it, it there was something felt a little wrong about it. And I mean, I was always a Hillary. I I, from, I mean, I, I was yeah, too, obviously. I, I worked for her. I uh, I I loved her. But uh I get that too. There is there's something that what Barbara Bush said about the, you know, about Jeb running for president and yeah. her just being like, we don't need another Bush. Yeah. And it's and it's it's not that they don't want another Bush. It's that they don't they don't want to seem like there's this a kingdom happening if yeah. you will. like yeah. there's it's like a it's, it's what my dad always said this country does not support uh royalty. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. 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 Anyway. Down with the queen. Meanwhile, <laughs> and Trump thinks he's king. So yeah, where's he that really left does. Us? He thinks that he can he really just does. use executive power to build a wall yeah. Down and, with and take queen. military. <laughs> Not even joking. I'm so excited for the guest this week's episode, guys. I've been trying to get you on for a while. We've been friends for years and years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Kiefer, Hi, everyone. everyone. Hi, is, Hi, Sam. He's a, Hi, guys. He's a comedian and Earwolf producer um, of lots of fun podcasts like the Kevin Pollack Chat Show, Womp It Up, Rona and Beverly, which I know Elliot loved, mm-hmm. and of course, Throwing Shade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but So we've had a friendship for years. True. And for years, I'll true. say he was like my go-to straight guy for like... Yeah. Questions and just friend. It was like, you know, we all have that one straight dude friend that we mm. kind of turn to for mm-hmm. stuff. For questions. What, quest- draw a vagina. Yeah. What does it look What's like? What's it look Describe like? It to yeah, you. How yeah, do you yeah, tickle right, it? Right. Uh, and, and Sam was that guy for me. And then recently on an episode of Homophilia with a past guest of ours, uh, and Matt, a and a future mm-hmm. guest, Dave, um, you talked about coming out as bi. Oh, yeah, I tricked you. So now yeah. you're no longer ah. my straight That's friend right. that I can... I I mean, you're still kind of straight. You I mean, guys used to go you're to wearing the, all denim right now. I, yeah, so I am together, pretty. Right? Straight. I am the straightest of the the bi people I know. Yeah, yeah. so Brent, unacceptable broiness. Brent there. just asked. Yeah, so we are most of our friendship. I've actually rarely seen this man uh, with clothes on. Yeah, right. Oh. Yeah. I've it's we okay. are, we are mostly naked when we hang out together. Sure. At the I Korean actually spa. remember you talking about your straight bathhouse friend. Yeah, that's Sam. Mm-hmm. That's Sam. That's Sam. So you guys would go to like this. I keep saying, but for some reason, that's a very funny term. That's sexual. It's not sexual. You guys would just go to the nude hot place. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, The Korean spot. The Korean spot. Nude hot place. And I'm sorry, I don't even know how you turned out to be bi after seeing me naked. (laughs) I was like, how I turned up. That must be, uh, because that shit is hard to see. I disagree. I'm going to talk about this later. I mean, I'm going to circle back to this. Yeah. But no, so we just share a little bit about. How you got to where you are right now? Sure. Um, it's going to be. I uh, will give you the the uh, the truncated. Yeah, the truncated I version. Love that word. It's real. It's real. It feels <laughs> good, good to say. Thank you. Comes Thank out. You. Yeah. Um, so for years, like I think a lot of straight identifying people do, uh, I identified as straight and would mostly date one gender, but then would have these little. Moments, these little mm-hmm. islands I would visit. The first time you saw me. That's here right. and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, and then every time I saw you yeah, right. after that. Yeah. Um, Brent and, Island. And we'd go, we'd go through, and also like a lot of people I know that had, were, identify as straight, had this really long speech about it where, if, you know, if that sexuality came up, would always have this very like, well, I'm straight, it's just, and then would have this, took, it would take like 45 minutes to, <laughs> right. to get through. Yeah. Of like, well, there's right. you know, things here and there. Then 
there's this really awful thing that happened that that produced a positive result. There, I was dating this woman and she was raped mm. and we took her attacker to court and we lost. Mm. And it was the single worst evil thing I've, I've it, it, mm-hmm. it tore her, I tore everybody apart com- completely. Uh, <clears throat> and it, it was like they, they put her on the stand and they tore her apart. It was really, really awful. Mm. But something... It was so awful that something in me after that changed where almost everything in my life, in every category of my brain, I stopped caring about so many things. Like, and I've talked to other people about this, like people have been in like car accidents and mm-hmm. things like that. Where like something, once something, something traumatic, something traumatic enough yeah. happens, it's that bad movie moment where you wake mm-hmm. up that next morning in bed and you're, you're just are very calmly like, I don't want to do so much of this like so much of my life and personality i just don't really want to do anymore yeah and it started as just like small personality things where you know if it now at any time if i'm given an option of uh something or a nicer version of that thing we'll just do the nicer one if someone's like hey did you hear about dave and i'll be like i don't want to do this gossip i'm gonna get a sandwich yeah Uh whatever the nicer Uh i just don't want to do so many of these things i love sandwiches oh they're just the best you were fucked with spaghetti that's where it's at oh (laughs) so so yeah so it it was just going through life and i was just just trimming fat everywhere just like i don't want to do this i don't want to do that and then there was this couple that i would intermittently see would date in between or just Actually, not date, just to be physical with in in between sexually, oh, sex, 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 sexually. Three ways, you mean? Yeah, couple? this guy oh, okay. and this man and his wife, yeah. and uh, in between when I was dating women, and the next time that came up, uh, the long answer to your question of how I got to that realization was just whatever thing was in me now of like ah, so much I don't want to do anymore includes that long speech about sexuality where yeah. they were just like, "Do you want to do this?" And I was like, "Yeah, I would. I'm by." Just that much quicker. Right. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. I'm just a, like, so that. That's... And what was that like? I mean, I, I, I know my first sexual experience with a man. I had never been with a woman with the doll before that. One with the doll. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the doll was involved in that right. situation. Uh, we talked sure. about it a lot in this on this podcast. We won't go into it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it is a euphoric sense, not a sexual euphoric sense, but like a identity euphoric sense that you you finally understand something about yourself yeah and there is every step of the way of of the you know that i don't want to do this anymore there was a small weight lifted that i didn't realize i had yeah it's it's such a good feeling even though most of the time it involves you being kind of a negative person yeah but it's such a good feeling when someone's like hey do you want to go to this movie and you go no in fact i don't <laughs> like when we do this and i don't want to do it anymore yeah and everyone's like well, it's very rude, and you're like, yeah. oh, I feel great. And you just I think that's go I mean, get that sandwich. That, How old so are you, by the way? What's that? How old are you? Thirty-four. What's so amazing? Like once you have thirty, that I feel yeah. like that's that's when the the switch turns, and you can be like, I mean, trauma or turning thirty, but it's like they're traumatically yeah, I don't turning do thirty. I don't want. I, I, don't I think do that trauma anymore. has a big. I mean, I have always said after cancer, for me, one of the best things that I ever got from cancer was being able to say no yeah. to things and to just be honest and about things and feeling comfortably yeah. calm about like. I don't want to do this thing and also not worried about the repercussions of it. And like, yeah. and if that makes you upset, that's okay. And you don't like not... white lies either. You don't enjoy those. Oh, I love to lie. Okay. That's a whole separate. <laughs> okay. Nothing uh, feels better page. than lying. Okay. All right. Great. Uh, Wait, so... Especially if it's something about to get something you want. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm. Okay. What? So, so, I mean, you, 
when you identified as straight, sure. We've, we, and we talked a lot of this. You, part, you participated in a lot of stories I did for Vice and stuff about sort of like straight male sexuality. And, you know, you're very, like, you're funny. Like, you, we, we've been mostly naked at Korean spas. Like, you joke about nudity and use nudity even in that sense to joke with other guys. You're straight identifying friends now. What is their reaction to you? Has that changed at all? So, yeah. This, okay, so the last, when I mentioned, that when I first brought all this up a couple months ago, even in that short time, I'm excited to be here with you guys now because this, these, it has been a crash course of everything. I'm sure your listeners know very well. As I have just been like, oh, this is a lot, just a ton of learning. Yeah. And once uh, I get, I have been clipped out of uh, uh, removed from any humor that might be. Yeah, homosexual as a punchline, not in a making fun of way, but like, so my straight friends, all, when I was like, hey, I'm, uh, I'm bi, they were like, cool. There was no yeah. repercussion for that, mm -hmm. but it is, I get a different, ver I get a much... 5% fewer texts. Yes, yeah. and I get a much cleaner, more we PC, talk about that a, a much lot. less, like, yeah, suck this day, like, all yeah, of those yeah, yeah. are just like, hey, good to see you, and I'm like, what is this person? Yeah, what this are you is wearing? weird and gross. Whatever, like... Yeah. <clears throat> suck this dick, which is okay with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're a guy or a girl. There's anything wrong with yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's been fascinating. Of watching that, you and I talked about that for years about yeah. how like straight men, straight male friends will sometimes not text or say or act certain ways to their gay male friends because there's this difference. They think there's this huge difference between the two. Yeah, that's one of first off, just in general, straight people are ninety percent of myself included are just so fascinating. It is <laughs> just the most fascinating. It, they're just so weird. It's just the combination of personality traits to build that person yeah. is mm -hmm. thrills me to no end. F trying to solve that Rubik's cube, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's and that's one of those is like when because I have a large group of left leaning uh, liberal straight friends who are one way, and then will they will go to Pride to show support, and when yeah. they get there, all of a sudden they're like. Uh, who's the guy at the hotel whose job it is is to like show you fun? They're just that's what they're like. Good day, nice to meet you. And I'm like, what <laughs> is this? They're just so like they don't know how. They're just like, hello, my name is David. And I'll be like, what is happening? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Like, there's just this formality and and that type of stuff. So I've been on the receiving end of that, and it is what's been most fascinating for me is my my friend Steve. Uh, he's a writer here in LA. Uses this phrase that I've stolen from him. And it's such a simple way to look at most things in life. And it's just things can be two things. It's such a, like, that's most of politics where people go, yeah, mm -hmm. but this, you know, yeah, but that. And you mm -hmm. things can be both of these things. What's been fascinating for me has been watching all of my straight friends' inability to handle the concept that things can be two things. So mm. what happened is ah. I went, hey, I'm bi. And they went, okay, so you're gay? And I was like, nope. <laughs> I still the stuff from yeah. before. Yeah. Also this. And then like my I, I told my mom and she she was thrilled. She's but uh watching the gears turn in her 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 head if she's like, So you then marry a man? I'll be like, Well I don't no, it's both of them. And she'd be like, hold on now. Like each yeah. one starts starts at scratch. Right. I don't know how my mom would react if I married a woman. 
That would probably kill yeah, her. Yeah, she would be disappointed. Throw yeah. <laughs> Marry your mom. I, yeah. Honestly, honestly, Alan, I think I would be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. most point, people would be. After the yeah. Tina Turner shirt and leopard pants, I and feel like you shoes. have to marry. Don't forget the sparkly shoes. Well, I'm a fan shoes. of like, any hard, like M. Night Shyamalan hard twist ending. So oh, if yeah. you married a woman, I'd be like, fuck, that's a good dunk. What if yeah. that is my, saw that. What if that's my Bryce Dallas Howard in the, in the <laughs> what is that movie what called? The Lady in the Pond or whatever? No, no, the other one where she's like coming out of the woods. Sixth The Woods? Is it The Woods? Well, first off, spoiler. Oh yeah, Ooh, no. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so that's been fascinating. Is I, I so I went. Hey everyone, I'm by, and everyone went great. Uh, and uh, and by the way, shout out to my. But the best reaction I got was from uh, my my friend Steve, who's a natural dad joke guy. And I was like, Hey, do you see? No, I'm by, and he was like, Hi, by, I'm dad. And I was like, Great, that's <laughs> the best. That's great. Yeah. That's how you handle. I love it. that your mom. You said your mom was. Um, Thrilled? What do you yeah, say? Yeah, she's thrilled. She's nothing going on in her life. This is a whole bunch. She's a she good can feast on this. Yeah, yeah. She's retired. She lives in a condo. This is great. She can Google being bi for hours. She's no going to be the right. best P flag mom ever. She's going to be yeah, like she, your parents. Yeah, yeah. my yeah. parents. Bisexual yeah. Wikipedia page. Oh, for sure. <laughs> to see if I was what on do, it. What does the bisexual flag look like? Isn't it pink and blue? I think it's pink yeah. and blue. Oh, I think that so. would make sense. Or maybe oh, that's wait, trans. that's trans. That's trans. Uh, yeah, I don't you know what the bi flag is. I didn't. I didn't even know bi's had their own flag. They all have a flag. Now, really? If, if you don't mind my asking, were sure. you? Um, <laughs> Actually, Elliot, I mind. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry, Brent. I wasn't aware there would be questions. <laughs> sorry, no. sorry. Yeah. So you were like you you've hooked up with guys before, but had th- sort of like thrown it in a psychological pile somewhere in the back of your brain and made made excuses. Or was there as always like a female component that led to it? Okay, yeah. So the way the way I've always looked at it is like I am constantly blown away by my own behavior mm-hmm. in. Many self-destructive I ways. I definitely thought you were going to say, "I am constantly, constantly horny." <laughs> <laughs> I am st- uh, so, what the, the a very common pattern in my life is: I go out, I get into some absolute bullshit, mm-hmm. and then in the morning, while I'm brushing my teeth, look in the mirror and just take stock of my behavior for the previous night. <laughs> sure. And sometimes it's good. It's I brush my teeth and I go, oh, "I was, got into that concert. That was for free. That was very yeah. fun." But most of the time, it's just it's me brushing my teeth, being like, "That." Where did you buy that cocaine? Yeah, How did you yeah, like, right. What the fuck is your problem? I'm just yeah, checking yeah. in and being like, look at you. Yeah. You are impressive. So what would happen is, like, uh, what would happen is in those moments uh, over the years, there would just be these moments where I would check in with myself and I would be like, you know, be brushing my teeth and I'd be like, you know, you spent a good amount of that party uh, having a crush on that guy. Oh. You're like, just check it in. Uh, it's weird. What are you doing? Uh, and then I'd be like, oh, I did. And then we'd go on, you know, and then, yeah. but, but, and then over time, it would be like, uh, just brushing my teeth and being like, that was crazy. I can't believe Terry fell through that table. Like, that was bananas. Also, you blew that dude. You're going to, this, you have to, to, the, to, yeah. have to deal with this eventually. Right, like, right. and I'd be like, oh, yes, I did. And then, you know, go with my day. Yeah. And then it started, did that, that just kept escalating to the point where I remember once brushing my teeth. And out, I'm, you're brushing your teeth with dicks. You mm-hmm. Just, like just dicks being like, you're blowing someone right now. Uh, no, but, but brushing my teeth and looking out loud to myself in the mirror, being like, how many people do you, how many men do you have to blow yeah. before you're by? Like, I, like, I don't want to, to myself being like, I don't want to keep having this conversation. Right. Yeah. You keep doing this. I had a friend in college that we always had suspected might be 
Um, is it me? But, but it was you. <laughs> it, we, we suspected she might be bisexual or a lesbian. Your neighbors. He's and, from Wisconsin. Yeah, that's right. Good yeah. for you. Um, Good for hey, you. Hey, thanks, man. Oh, my <laughs> Thank God. You. Yeah. Good for you. Um, but, yeah, she she went... I, re, I remember when I learned that she went down on, like, 30 girls. We were. I was like, oh, yeah, that's... that's Perfectly fine. You can yeah. still be just curious or whatever. But I was like, that to me seems like on the higher end of the spectrum of being straight. <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, yeah. my fascination with straight people, that's one of the, the college lady who hooks up with other ladies mm-hmm. but is not gay. It's just a thing it's we college. do. It's a phase. It's fascinating to me. Yeah. And the straight white male support of like, that shit's hot. Right. But if you're like, well, she's gay. Yeah. They're, they're like. No, it's but somehow, men, somehow not as hot. Like, straight men aren't allowed to do that societally. Right, They're not right. allowed to be very open about, oh, I blew this dude at a party, but it was just a college thing. Yeah. I, I Some of the funnest nights of college for me where I would go to a, like a small, vaguely intimate house party. Yeah. And one night in particular, there was this one, there was this one guy who eyed me the second I walked in, and he, he was with uh, some frat brothers— and they knew that when he got drunk, he got like flirty. So and by the way, where, leave his where did you go to college? Because I know. Oh, uh, I don't know. Have you heard of Harvard <laughs> of the Midwest, University of Michigan? Because I know this party, unfinished basement, black lights, <laughs> yes, sublime right, poster. Right, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, I remember he came up to me, and I remember the first thing he said was, I'm not gay, but I really like shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, like, is that a threat? I mean, or, it was, or does they have a shoe for yeah. was so drunk. Was he flirting with you? Absolutely. Way, and if he was, that's how I flirt from now by on. The way, yeah. By the way, hey, man. I am gay and I like shoes. Yeah. So we spent hours together that night and he ultimately we, we didn't hook up, but he let me watch him pee. So I was like, which is, I'm not I'm not into peeing, which no, I was gonna say, I just was like, I'm, I'll take what I can get. I'm newly oh, gay. Amazing. Is that a thing? No. Where you let oh, someone the, watch me? Oh god, urinals actually I <laughs> there's actually I'm wasting like, all this pee. There are so many like articles on how public urinals were it, why like gay sex so much and, and the whole urination thing oftentimes for many gay people that was the only place to like see a dick sometimes I mean, honestly, so that's why I'm gay <laughs> yep. yeah. Yeah. Okay. when okay. you yeah. stop and think about like the way that a, ma- a bathroom is built for men yeah. it is different and it's different than it's different than it's it very is for public. women it's very public the idea of like mm. not having barriers between urinals it all indicts a certain behavior and I'm, and I'm yeah. sure you remember this from Michigan I I see this less in Los Angeles, but the Midwest, there's still a ton of like, this is a big metal trough. Yes. Yeah. Oh. A tr- like a latrine. Go to a stadium in Every the Midwest state and fair. it's just like, Constantly. this is a big metal. I saw they're that, not, not I've only never seen my I, penis smaller than when I'm peeing into a trough. Sure. I, I definitely went to, I've been to a, I probably two, two or three gay bars or gay spaces where the trough, it was that trough, trough situation. Yeah. And I was immediately like turned off by the. Oh, I'll like an aggressive. Anywhere, uh, yeah. Oh, you were turned yeah. off. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, the other weird thing about public bathrooms is they still haven't figured out how to make a a, a bathroom stall door that that doesn't have a gap in it. Oh, you oh. can see. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. can you give doesn't me. Doesn't really bother can me. Can you give me a minute? Like, can we put <laughs> can we put make the door big enough that someone can't make eye contact with me while I'm having <laughs> oh, diarrhea? <laughs> Wait, so Sam, Wait. now that you're in this new space, so mm-hmm. to speak, um, do you? I'm just as as a you know, at the forefront of this new world. Yeah. What what 
what pathways are you taking? Are you diving in? Are you do you go to we? Are, are you, you going using to gay grinder? bars? Are you yeah, using yeah, yeah. grind? Like what? What's this look like Tinder. for you? So I have been embarrassingly straight throughout my new gayness, uh, and there's all this new gay stuff to do that I'm still <laughs> dipping my toes into. It's still a lot of like, like mo- what? What have you done? Like uh, I mean, it's t- aside from blowing men, yes. Uh, not much has changed. It's still a lot of really bad. It's still it's still me somewhere in my apartment being like Blink One Eighty Two is pretty good. You what? know, when I was in a oh, hand, can, no. can I ask one personal question? <laughs> yeah, and we can obviously take this out if you feel more comfortable. You've talked about blowing guys mm-hmm. a few times. Uh, have you gone? Have you had sex? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. But I, I, you, I, you, you know, high five. Or? No, because sometimes that's like really oh, loaded. Yeah, dude, I, it's really loaded so I, I was like, maybe that wasn't a barrier you would cross. Yeah, butt sex. You know what's <laughs> really f- actually the, the real answer to your question is is it is just a whole bunch of new things. Yeah. That it's just the kid in the gay candy store yeah, now. Right. Of like, in, yeah. So it's just like. I'm about to have sex with someone and then there's just a bunch of great new things where it'll just be like because normally like the phrase sex means yeah one pulls up these things in my head yeah and it's just been great now I'll be like oh that's right you fuck me this is gonna be great right yeah. all, this is gonna be fantastic but it's new also this feels fantastic yeah every it's just I've just won the lottery of you know, new when, when I was a fantastic? kid because that's not how feels it feels fantastic from go you've had to have some a few I'm assuming. Some, Wait, a couple I, of goes. No, this he's blasted right into it. No, he's really? trying. Yeah. Or what are you? How? What are you? I, I think, think. Well, there's also. I think well, we're talking about two different things, wait. guys. He's talking about have you ever bottomed? Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. you blasted right into it. Yeah. And there was no preparation. No, I mean there's the physical preparation. To, yeah. But like no, but there's also a severely uh, masochistic or like. I enjoy pain, so maybe yeah. I need to clarify that sure. thing of like. Some of us are getting lightheaded here, guys. So <laughs> it, it, it was like, well, the 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 the, the genesis of it was so the bef- there was that, but then there's also uh, um, we'll also let my my uh, girlfriend peg me, sure, which is a good, which yeah. was her. It was my Christmas gift to her. Oh, yeah, that was that was. Wait, so are you you're dating someone now? Yeah. Oh, okay. and that's by the way, that's uh that's what I meant to tell you guys your your and your question of what's different with my straight friends and not being able to handle two things. Yeah, yeah. The most fascinating thing for me has been so I uh told everyone I was by, became comfortable with all these things, mm-hmm. met someone, s- fell for her very quickly and fell yeah. in love with her, started dating her and have gotten telling my straight friends, hey, by the way, uh, I blow dudes, have, got this level response. It's been much more hard for them when I go, hey, so I, this is my girlfriend. 20, 25 separate people have been like, but wait, you're bi though. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Com- but so when I go, ah, I knew it. I knew you heard gay. Yeah. I knew it. Like, it is so, it I seems to be impossible right. for so many there straight people this, to handle It's the separations thing. Like, when I, I remember as I got older, like in high school and in college, there were lots of straight guys who I, to this day, they're married, they have kids. I believe that they're straight, but I also mm-hmm. believe that there's a spectrum that many people can't allow themselves to accept sure. but I blew so many straight dudes in high school and college like that mm-hmm. was so like funny Brent and I didn't was, have I know, one we didn't have was, not one we didn't I have think, well, one but I think I, that well, was one more, guy let me watch him pee that was more so you guys terrified, terrified of doing yeah. that oh no kidding I think you guys were terrified of the approach whereas I was never terrified of the approach I was always like oh well I just want to give you a blowjob like and that and it was and it was very direct 
How how are you from? Did like, you put the, a brooch on the it? most liberal part <laughs> of Missouri? Great. No, 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 no. You're you're thinking. Here I am. I'm obviously I'm the only gay kid in the community. I'm very much out. Everyone knows I'm gay. So everyone knows I'm down to suck a dick, and I have this I guess confidence. But I would at parties and shit be like, I want to suck your dick, and I was drunk. <laughs> And it usually so you're was, such a good person and, to bring to a wow. party. And it usually and he's your friend that it usually aggressively works. blows people when we bring wow. it. Yeah. And you know what? You. It, like it happened a lot, and I got I did got it? to did I got life? to be really good at blowing. Literally, Thank never, you. not never once. once. But did you ever go up to someone that you were chatting with? Maybe you were drunk and be like, "I want to suck your dick." Never, well, it, it was, not, he, once. He's not that's, saying, mm-hmm. and that's saying it's fundamentally never would have happened. But like, it just it hasn't never, happened to Elliot or I. It well, never I know, presented itself. What I'm saying is that because. You would never go. I'm assuming. Just this say, is one of those stories that dad. makes you I mean, upset about how your life. You're like, is this happening okay. out there? Yes, <laughs> it does. Sh- shit parties. No, it, yeah. but it does because <laughs> the idea is like, at least in the sort of like gay mythology that I've experienced. Uh, I've experienced lots of gay guys be, you know, claim to have slept with all the the, the quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, that's, right, there's a sort right. of porn fantasy of it all. Oh, okay. But Alan is talking about something much more real and 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 uh, visceral and tangible. Mm. And yet, I still couldn't couldn't even get my I could I still could not get my hands. But see, that's my question for you now. So like. You've sucked the dicks. You've 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 come out. You've done I wish all we were these in things. High five radius. One, I know, yeah. right? We'll do this. Um, but the one the one thing that I really want to know from you is what annoys you about gay people? Yeah, it's a great question. Like what? That's now that question. now that you've been so inundated with because you're so public and also <laughs> mm-hmm. on so many podcasts, you talk about it. So you have on Instagram. I see because I text you afterwards. I see all these fucking thirsty dudes commenting on your pictures. And oh, I don't get any thirsty dudes commenting on my no, pictures. No, well, no, 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 because he did just. Recently come out as bi, and you mm-hmm. with throwing shade. There's a large gay male audience, sure. oh, and sure. I see people commenting on your photos, and yep. then I text them and make fun of them. Yeah. Um, but what annoys you about gay people um, or queer people in general? Sure. Uh, there. I mean, again, it, how it, it, dare you? Yeah. How dare you? It's probably just all the gay stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, there. There. Ha- what's been frustrating for me has been uh, the. How do I word this? The inability to let me be gay I, yes. in the way that I want to be gay. Yes. And if I, there's sometimes remarks made where maybe I'm doing it incorrectly. Yes. So it'll like that's a good example of it is like, do the, I mean, I know don't ever look at any comments online ever, but the, com- the comments, <laughs> I don't, the ones that genuinely kind of hurt my feelings, I'll go, hey, I had dinner with my girlfriend. And then someone will go, Oh, so you're not you're not bi, huh? And I'll be like, oh man, that stinks. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you're you're mad. You're calling me a liar. You're mad that I. <laughs> yeah. It seems you're mad that I have gone. I'd like to be a part of your community, and they went, we'll take you as a part of our community. And I went, I'm going to step out for a second, and they're like, well, you can get get the By fuck the way, out. You're not stepping out of the community. You're mm-hmm. saying you're a bisexual dude, and then, I, ironically or not ironically, gay guys. Are treating you with the same patronization. They're they're patronizing you the same exact way straight guys are. Yes, mm-hmm. but they're like you are this, and if you even step outside the realm of what I think you're supposed to yeah. be, you don't belong. And it's like, yeah. wow, well, fuck you. Yeah, th- fuck yeah. you for being so that's narrow minded. Though what's been frustrating the on- the only other thing that's been interesting, and I wouldn't even say it's annoying, but it's been interesting to navigate is I have always approached the internet from a polite straight man angle like i follow so many instagram accounts mm-hmm. where it's just snapshots of like you know you know like by philippe the instagram oh, yeah, account. Yeah. but yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's snapshots women send in of like 
when they're on Tinder and the guy sends a message, it's like, hey, how's your morning? And the woman writes back, my morning's going good. And the guy's like, here's my dick. Here's my dick. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I've always approached the internet like that. Yeah. So that is how... So learning the way gay men are using the internet and are going through a different angle than that has been very fascinating. Like... Ju- the I will get it's just dick sent to me mm-hmm. with no like as the opening and I'll be like oh so we're it is eight thirty in the morning yeah hello you how skipping? are you yeah who is this who are you I'm, I'm still having grape nuts right now <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> ugh grape nuts ugh. Uh, you son so, of a bitch. so that's been fascinating of like yeah. I, I texted Dave Holmes after yeah. the homophilia podcast where a like dick pic? yeah or, okay. yeah hey thanks for having me on here's my yeah. dick uh, no I texted him because I I mentioned that I was buying his podcast and then. My inbox and Instagram was to the brim with assholes yeah. in <laughs> 45 minutes. Yeah. Oh, and oh, I, oh, I, actual assholes. Of actual assholes, yeah. yeah. And then... Were, were any of them Elliot's? Do we know? All of them were Elliot's, okay. which that, is what's crazy. Yeah. Separate accounts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just different filters on them. <laughs> Elliot. So that, you, that you're is, unhinged. That has been... He is unhinged. That has been... And then sometimes, the, the, what else has been fascinating, sometimes those two worlds were will merge where I... Uh, the, the, of things that are hard to navigate for me, which is the I'm not being gay right and the uh, uh, sort of abrasiveness to sure. the flirting, yeah. which is I'll get a dick sent to me mm-hmm. and it is eight in the morning and I have to brush my teeth and think about all the bullshit I did the previous night. So I'll like, yeah. put my phone down and then we'll come back to an angry message. Yes. Where the fuck yeah. are you? Yeah. yeah. And I'll yeah. be like, who are you? Yeah. And it's so now yeah. it's like now I have a... Well, crazy the community that I didn't ask to get yeah. and have not gaily you know, rep- replied it, yes. in a correct time span or or and everyone saw this this one happened I meant to send you some screenshots yeah. uh, now now by the way now our role is reversed so I get to text I uh, text you Alan. and be like is this a thing yeah I will get a very <laughs> our relationship has evolved one, so much one out of ten will, will get this mixture of abrasiveness uh, I'm not gay enough type of thing uh, very forward physical stuff, and then uh, a little bit of internalized homophobia. Into yeah. Yeah. like this is an exchange I get where it's like, here's my dick, and I go tight. I don't know what the fuck. Like, I, yeah, what do you want to say? Tight, I, tight, tight, tight dick, bro. And then well, the response, which is not the response. I know the response you want, but I'm not giving you that. We'll then get. A text back, no joke. I have little screenshots that are like faggot, faggot. and I'm yeah, like, yeah. what is happening? Well, that it's actually, insane. that might what have been did me. I? Yeah, that was <laughs> him. Mm-hmm. That was him. Now, I firmly believe that if you're gonna cold send a dick pic to somebody, yeah, it has got to be funny. There has to be something. I do all kinds of weird shit to my dick on with gifts and yeah. everything. Our text thread is because a nightmare. Because you meant like exactly. glitter and shit. And like, <laughs> that's like, what yeah. I thought. It has to, <laughs> I think I probably have at some point. It has yeah. to be funny. That's the that's only way to do it. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Yes, hey, thank where, where can people follow you on the interwebs? Um, oh, yeah. It's just um, Sam Kiefer on Twitter. Sam, most fun Sam on Instagram. Uh, Toey Deschanel is my foot account. Foot? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Foot kink He's account. A foot kink. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. On Instagram. And yeah, and by the way, if you're listening to this and you have insight on, and please tweet at me. Like, I, this is a complete learning mm-hmm. experience. Send them your me. butthole. Yeah. Send them your butthole. Uh-huh. Thanks, Sam. Don't reference the podcast. Yeah, yeah. just send me.
Light some sage and pop your popcorn. Drag comedian Roz Dresfeles is getting spooky on Starburns Audio. Though far from an expert on the paranormal, Roz explores her curiosity of things that go bump in the night with celebrity guests, psychics, and everyday people. Roz Dresfeles is a drag queen comedian, host, writer, and male actress known as the Bargain Bin Beauty. She loves to ask her friends to tell her a ghost story, and her guests have talked about shadowy figures visiting them at night, hearing doors slam, creepy voices, and personal ghost hunting tales. Check out stories from Sam Pancake, Deborah Wilson, Celine Luna, and many more. Roz will also share her many personal experiences with the spirits, play fun games like EVPs or EV please, and read stories from listeners. Don't be scared. Subscribe now to be sure you don't miss a single episode on Himalaya, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Brent Sullivan with You're Making It Worse. Would you like to listen to an episode of our podcast one day early? Download the Himalaya app and follow for exclusive first access. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and some future faves. Whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya's got your back. Also, discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcasters some love with Himalaya's tip jar. That sounds like something that's up my alley. It's free, it's easy to use, and they're adding cool new features every day. So, go to your app store, download Himalaya, that's H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A, and don't forget to follow. You're making it worse once you're there. And another thing. So Brent texted me recently on on I'm sorry, on, who are you? Uh, Elliot Glazer, oh, okay. uh, Elliot Wexler Glazer. Okay. Elliot Brent Wexler. texted me on the way to uh, the Outback restaurant. I was going to Outback. So I texted you, which I is why I love their brown bread. I love, I love that brown bread, brown bread. with mm. that sweet butter. They have Ooh. they have a great special right now: steak, soup, salad, <laughs> dessert, fifth. $15. Wow. Go ahead, wow. All right. Go ahead. Well, so Brent texted me and saying, you know, I hate Tinder. I hate it. It makes you confront how particular and choosy you are. And so I saw this beautiful guy, perfect face, not a great body. Of course, I know myself and I know I'm turned on by bodies. So it's not just a, so it's just not a match. But I scroll through his pics and it makes me second guess myself. Why am I so selective? Are my standards for bodies unrealistic? I'll die alone if I swipe left. It's all such a mindfuck. It's, 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 so let me somewhere like this is what happens. This happens every time I go on Tinder. I go on. You see someone. And the, it's just the flippancy of it that, that bothers me. Mm-hmm. How many times do you swipe left and you're like, you think to yourself, what if I just swipe left on my soulmate? But I'm not attracted to these four pictures. That and it took posted. a mil, a milli, not even, not even a millisecond to potentially swipe left on your soulmate. And in doing so, people who, who use Tinder might not even realize because it's so quick and subliminal that when you swipe left, yeah. there's a, a, an image that stamps the picture, nope. Yeah, Elliot, yeah. Elliot hates that. I but, hate that. Uh, but I hate it. It's so demeaning. It is. It's very. It's very demeaning. I hate my big one is like whenever guys post with their, pose with their moms. And oh they have to yeah. Like swipe left on that pic or a baby. So, I, I don't care about babies, God, but the moms. Um, okay. No, but 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 <laughs> it's true. It's like I saw this guy. He was genuinely beautiful, but he just didn't have. He doesn't have the physique that I'm attracted to. See now. I, that's something I do want to ask about. Oh, so, Alan's offended. Here we go. <laughs> no, I'm, not, here we I'm go. not offended. I'm not offended, but one thing I will say about both of you is that I do think, A, you take these platforms a bit too seriously. Why? And, and B, I think one thing that I've always been amazed about both of you is the the lack of ability to look beyond 
imperfections that you maybe think you're you weren't attracted to all these other times and won't give a chance to maybe be attracted to something a little bit different. There's sure. nothing wrong with Your having there's of... nothing wrong with having this discussion, but I don't know how else to describe the fact that faces don't make blood go to my dick. That for me I'm personally turned on by so what if you took the sexual aspect out of it? And, and vice versa it for me. Oh, I Alan, love you're making Alan, no, what you, if you, Alan, you know I don't like eye contact. You no, know I don't like it. What if you really and that and that might be the whole thing that you yeah. can't separate what your dick does from what maybe your heart might need. Yeah, I mean there's that's absolute that's a huge part of this discussion, which is I I have historically never been attracted to friends. I've always been attracted to Thanks. <laughs> I've always been attracted to uh, I used to tell a story we had a pool in our backyard in ground thank um, you thank you and I would always invite I would never I invite remember. my yeah. friends to the pool I would always invite like the dudes on the wrestling team yeah. to the pool who of course I knew but not really even my mom would be like who are these guys you're inviting <laughs> over and I'm like I don't know I don't know I think his name is Tim who cares yeah. because I was attracted to that because yeah. they were just hot that's always how I've been but needless to say of course that's it's a it's an insecurity it's a concern of mine that I can't break through the fact that I don't get a boner talking to someone who doesn't I don't get a boner talking to someone who's just really smart and intellectual. I get a boner talking mm -hmm. to someone who I think is physically I, hot. I feel like a, maybe I, I am able to, I think, do live in both worlds. Oh, but my, you son of a bitch. But my, mom, but my mom is always like, you know, she still is stunned by the um, the shallowness or, or, or the, the physicality of dating for not just me and gay guys, but, like, for my sister, too. Like, she's always just been stunned that... Um, she doesn't think people, quote, our age, uh, look at personalities. She's like, yeah. I can't believe everyone's so looks-based. Yeah. And I agree with her, but I also say, like, you know, it is what it is. Like, you can't necessarily—I can't will myself to be attracted to somebody who I'm not physically attracted to. Well, you can, Even if though. I no, because I, I think you're taking—and that's—I think that's— where my you're saying I could be attracted is, to somebody's mind and then it it let it develop into a sexual know relationship. If you had a reaction to a person's pictures for whatever reason, this person you were infatuated with, this that but didn't have the physical body yeah, that yeah, you yeah. liked, but you there was something drawing you to it, either it being something deep down guttural that you like had a reaction to this person, you don't know what it was about, or you just liked his face. Whatever the reason was. Instead of sort of being like, well, maybe actually communicating with this person and trying to understand this, maybe I could find myself more attracted instead of just saying, nope, he doesn't have the body that I want. Totally. And Alan, and, and, totally. And, and my point to what you're saying then is that <clears throat> physical attraction is not a biological thing. It is a societally learned thing. What we are physically attracted to is something mental that happens through society and images and everything around us True. that turns us on yeah. because of past things. And so you saying you're not physically attracted to something, well, it's because of something else that happened. And maybe 20 years from now, you'll be attracted to something else. It changes. And so by blocking yourself off just because there isn't a physical attraction, sure, attraction's important. But if you had a reason to want to swipe right, here's, here's swipe what, right. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fundamentally following... 
I mean, obviously, you're so wrong. I'm so right. But uh, no, I'm <laughs> fundamentally following where you're coming from. This is this is this is where my head goes to the fastest, which is I swipe right. We match. Who knows? My, by the way, maybe this guy didn't give a fuck about me either. Yeah. Does whatever. I swipe right. We match. We go on a date, and I'm like, this guy is fun, or there was some kind of a spark, but. Then I become instantly terrified that we're going to rush, and there's, there is a rush in the gay community to intimacy. Maybe not the first date, maybe not the second, but you know that normally it doesn't take, yeah, yeah, it doesn't take 10 dates to hook up. And, I'm, and I think that's where, and again, this is all on me, that's where I become terrified. I'm like, what if we have this great connection, and... But I'm just not ready. And, and he then wants you to feel guilty. After, and then I feel guilty. And then well, we have a bad hookup. And then I feel extra bad. And then he feels shitty. But that's like going through the steps of getting in a car crash so you just don't drive. Like, no, you're, you you do it anyway. You drove yeah. here. You yeah. could have died in a car yeah, crash. I guess I just feel I guess I just feel bad. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying that's how you should view the world. Yeah. I'm just saying that's what I instinctively I'm not go saying with. swipe right on people just to swipe right on people. I mean, if, if there is something that attracts you and... And and yeah, maybe my level of being physically attracted to someone is more broad. But that said, if there is something like a face or something in the bio or something something about his pictures inspires you to want to get to know maybe someone a little more, my thing is just swipe right. I, I, yeah. it, it might be it might be horrible. I subscribe to that more often than not, and often have tried to forge connections romantically with people who I've had more of a. Um, intellectual yeah. compa- com- um, yeah. compatibility with. And then that also is problematic because I'm pushing a little too hard to get myself to be attracted to that person. And so at a certain because point, it does feel biological because I'd love for this to work well, it's, out. It's mental. Yeah, but like, how, what am I yes. supposed to like? What, how, what am I supposed yeah, to but do? How do you, but Alan, I mean, you, you're, you're being... While I, I again, I hear where you're coming from. You're being a little flippant about something that you could literally spend a year talking to a therapist about. Yeah. What do you? Don't yell at me. Oh no, about, I'm not no, yelling. No, no, no. I'm not but yelling. I just mean, I, I, no, I'm teasing. But I mean, like, don't get angry at me because I don't know what turns me on. Like we've talked about before, like I'm, just, I'm attracted to every race, but not everyone is. I can't yell at them to be into be black. Be open guys. to it. Yeah. Be open to the idea of swiping right on patient. someone yeah. that maybe doesn't fit. Every single box. Yeah, yeah. I've also said, yeah. you know, and my my long winded response to Brent was that as much as in a moment like that you can feel the world crushing crashing down on you, the idea of possibilities being very limited, feeling like a, you know an an um, an impulse to just imagine being alone for the rest of your life. Yeah. I always try to try at least valiantly, I guess, to have. Uh, uh, compassion for myself and mm-hmm. compassion for the idea that you are somebody who is an, a, a smart mm-hmm. and valuable person. Mm-hmm. And even though these moments can feel really shitty mm-hmm. and it can make you feel like mm-hmm. I'm a fucking piece of shit because I'm limited in my scope of what I want. I'm going to die yeah. alone. You also have to remember that we function off of a handicap. Mm-hmm. The handicap is that we have a much smaller We have a much smaller population. Mm -hmm. We have access to a much smaller dating population. Mm -hmm. For the rest of the world, honestly, for the most part, for especially for straight people, the world is their bar. The world is their (laughs) Tinder. The world is their matchmaker. You know, 
they can step outside and anything's possible. For us, it's much, much smaller. And so you have to allow yourself the ability to have a reprieve. Well, and also know that, like, if somebody does reject you or if if you do take a chance and you go on these things, rejection is not a reflection of your character. It's a reflection of them not getting you. And but it's hard is, to see that when it, your it feelings is, are hurt. It is, of course. It is 100%. And I've been rejected a shit ton and has hurt every single fucking time. But, uh, but at some point, too, I do think I get to the point where I realize they just didn't get me. And that's okay. Yeah. That's not... I can't fault them for not getting me. It just didn't happen. And. Yeah. You wait till the person gets you. Well, if you're wondering what I wrote back to Elliot, uh, I didn't because it, by that point, by the time I got his text, I was carving into my six ounce <laughs> outfit yes! for $15. What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your Aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's podcast? I want to hang out with those gay Republicans. <laughs> she would. I know Aunt Joanne would say, why don't you see if Sam's single? And I'd say, he's not. And she'd say, but maybe he is because he's probably not into girls anymore. And I'd say, but he's bi. You have to listen to him explain himself. She's, and she'd, she'd say, I actually don't listen to the podcast. I don't listen to the podcast, she'd say. <laughs> Alan, what about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, you're never going to die alone if you have a cable subscription. <laughs> She's right. She's right. (laughs) She's right. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I am Brent James Sullivan. I am Honiger Alan Scott. Excuse me. Sorry. This podcast was brought to you by Starburns Audio, produced by Land Romo, and was engineered by Matt Brousseau. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts.